If you have a service business, I can help. I know many of you are feeling fear, worry, or confusion about how to pivot your business and survive these times. I'm in my third decade of helping women navigate challenging business situations. These are unprecedented times and we need to think quickly, be creative, and stay strategic to navigate them and come through successfully on the other side. If you are struggling right now and need help, I can help you in one of my many coaching programs that have been developed for just this form of crisis. You don't have to do it alone. I can quickly help you look at where you need to put your attention so that you can financially remain stable. Go to sonyastatman.com or womeninthebusinessarena.com for support. Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. And we are taking this podcast for the next few weeks, as long as we're all navigating sort of the coronavirus and everything happening in the world together, and we'll be talking about it. So I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and as always, I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Laura Schuch-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hi, Sonia. Oh, I'm so curious about this conversation that we're going to have today because you and I have been kind of checking in with each other as the things evolve with the coronavirus. And I think it's time that we sort of pull out, right? Pull up and out and take a look at how is this not just playing out in our everyday, but how is this impacting our psychology, our physical bodies, Mm. our sense of purpose and our way in the world and our human existence, right? Like, let's just go to those places you and I love to inhabit. (laughs) The bigger story. Totally. And it's so interesting because, you know, I think you and I are really in the thick of it. You know, we're heavily involved in our industries, with our clients, with connections, with the world. Like we're seeing really what's happening. And I think it's so powerful to talk about it actually from a different angle. Because what I feel and what Laura and I were kind of discussing before we hopped on today is that, you know, there is a lot of busyness that is kind of coming out of the times right now. And so I think we want to talk and address that to some degree. What do you think, Laura? Absolutely. I, you know, had my own realization at the end of last week. I think that they're here in the States. I believe there was sort of a peak last week and many, because some of the cities were kind of ahead of us. And I know that people could be listening to this podcast into the future. So all these kind of references, but I'll say that there was like a week of me being in first responder mode. Yep. I really felt the shock of the levity of mm. what was happening and the need to respond quickly to be in service to my different communities. And as a leader, as a business leader, I have many different communities that I hold space for. And I felt the need to take care and make sure, are are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay? Is my family okay? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the week, I had to realize that, wait, where am I? Where am I in all of this? Because I can't keep being in first responder mode if I am not learning to source something for myself. So true. And, And it's interesting because 
you know, luckily I was blessed last week to have already planned a week off, right? So I had no calls. I had no calls with my clients. I had no calls with my, um, any prospects. I was going to have the week off for spring break with my little one and just be able to have some space, maybe do a little work on my business, but nothing big. I'm so thankful that all this happened at that time when I already had a week off. And, and it was interesting because I, could feel the pull to respond, right? To be on a live, to help every single, you know, place I'm in sort of move through this and sustain it. And and it was so interesting because I kept pulling myself back. I kept being like, no, I need to ground myself. I actually need to spend the week to feel where I am at. But yet... I could so feel that pull that like, ooh, am I making a mistake? I'm not like everyone else right now out there responding. I do have a lot of communities I need to respond to. Am I bad for not doing that? Like I could feel the guilt of not being as busy as everyone and not responding to all these business coaches I know who are peers of mine watching how they're like running themselves into the ground for sure and also yet responding to everyone and doing all these amazing things and it was just so interesting to keep pulling myself back to be like no I need to be grounded if I'm not grounded I can't serve and I think that is what I'm seeing in the world is that a lot of people are not practicing that groundedness, that ability to really get back into their body and into their center place to be able to serve from that place. Absolutely. I am so grateful that you brought up that that pull and that feeling of guilt and this kind of comparison that I think a lot of people did find themselves in. So if we can do anything in this call, it's hopefully to normalize all the vast experiences that people mm-hmm. were having because everyone responds to trauma and responds to crisis in different ways as well. So for some of us, we do go into immediate action because that gives us a sense of control. Who can I help? How can I help them? What charity can I support? What donations can I drop off? You know, all of those things feel really good in that moment. And we're so lucky and and fortunate that there are people that have the energy to do that. And then there are those that in their business were feeling so helpless as things were just falling apart in front of their eyes. Being a leader in the co-working movement, I have been on calls every day Mm, with women whose spaces are closed because of city mandates. So even if they wanted to keep open, they can't out of public safety, wondering how they're going to pay rent. Members of theirs canceling left and right because they are also small businesses struggling. And it's so interesting to just see, you know, all the different ways that people respond and try to rally and try to be resilient and okay, we'll pivot and we'll go online and we'll do virtual co-working and we'll do virtual yoga classes. I see all the yoga studios. Everyone's working really hard to quickly shift and quickly pivot. And I applaud humanity for being so adaptive and so resilient. However, (laughs) if We don't take a deep breath like you have suggested, Sonia. We're going to miss the bigger lesson here. Mm. And the universe, the world, the planet, our mother earth, you know, she's actually taken this minute to repair. 
And we have to find that balance. And I'm not saying that this is easy, but the balance between response to tend and care, being a caregiver, being a steward as we are of each other and of the earth, we have to do that. And then we also have to practice deep self care and we have to slow down enough to create awareness of like, what does this mean before I take the next step or what's happening before I take the next step? Yes, that was so well said. And I feel, I feel like, yeah, it is, it's a hundred percent okay wherever you're at in this process, <laughs> however you're responding, whatever you're navigating and dealing with. Like we're also not in any way saying you should deny the feelings that you have, whether that's anger or sadness or fear or, you know, like uncertainty. All of those things are absolutely normal. And so it is completely okay to be wherever you are, to feel whatever you feel. And also the beauty of our being is that we can make choices that allow us to move in different directions. And so we can choose a path of more deliberateness, of slowing down, of getting centered, of recognizing where we're at and coming from a place that is more responsive than reactive. And we also have a choice to go down a path of more reaction. <laughs> and like, you know, they are both okay and both fine, but they both bring sort of different results. And so, you know, a lot of, I, I think, where people can support themselves right now is to slow down, is to allow themselves to take a breath and really determine how they're feeling, integrate some of those feelings inside of them. Because that's a lot of what I'm seeing in the world is that a lot of people are not navigating all those feelings and they're just running over them and that's why they're so fast and that's why they're they're so busy and that's why they're running full speed because they're just not actually embracing and accepting and looking at where they're feeling right now and and so you know Laura and I talk a lot about that in it's just not as effective to move over those emotions instead of really having the space and time to feel them and to integrate them and to to allow them to be. Yes. And, you know, just this morning when I was laying in bed thinking about um, like in the morning, you know, when you're kind of awake but not fully awake, I had this thought about how this virus is a pattern disruptor. Yeah. It is so significant in its ability to shift human behavior as quickly and as drastically as it is done. There's not much else that could get humans to comply <sighs> so quickly as the threat of something unknown that is not human against human. It's not tribe against tribe. It's not a war. It's a germ. It's a virus. It's something that's unknown, but a threat to the human body. And it has disrupted our patterns on a very global scale. And collectively, I feel like it's disrupted that pattern of push further longer. Yeah. And that pattern of always go, we can't take a break. And that more, um, shall we say, a little bit more linear masculine model. So I asked myself, if the collective pattern that's being disruptive is humanity's clinging on and always 
overdoing and over-functioning, then what pattern is it disrupting in me? Mm. Because collectively that is a core pattern of humanity to like get us to actually slow down because everything in us is evolved, you know, to keep going and keep surviving. And so I don't know if that's helpful for people to think of, but it gave me some clarity because I realized that everything that's happening with my business, everything that's going on in my life right now is one of my core patterns because I have a core pattern of being the one who's still standing. I have a pattern of being a survivor of putting other people's needs first before my own, of allowing myself to become so depleted that I'm not aware of how I'm affected, which is why I became a somatic psychotherapist, why I started to heal my relationship to my body. So it's very interesting to think about it this way, is if collectively we are being disrupted in a pattern that is so significant, what could be the core pattern of your trajectory? What is something you've hit over and over and over and again in your life? And is it possible that that's being tapped into right now, that that's being disrupted? Yeah, it's a really, really good perspective and question. And it's so interesting because I was just contemplating something similar today because I'm really good at navigating crisis, right? Like, you know, I will respond. You will never know I'm stressed. You will never know I'm, you know, experiencing hardship. Like I will just respond and I will respond calmly and I can sort of navigate it all and I can hold everyone and that's really my pattern. But I've noticed over the last week I'm sleeping really horribly. Like I am insomnia that I have not had in decades. I am, you know, just not feeling to the same degree that I normally feel. And and there's all these sort of like little kind of tightenings I have and constrictions I have. And I'm not able to feel my vision as much as I was before. Like is this really interesting things that I'm noticing in myself. And so those are all signs that something underneath is going on. But I'm so good at you know, like navigating it all. And I'm so good at putting up this great, like, and it's not that it's fake. Like I'm not putting on a show. I'm just responding, right? I'm just in crisis. Like when something happens, I'm a survivor, just like you, Laura. Like I will just make things happen. I will get through whatever happens. I'm not afraid of anything that comes. I will just navigate it. But my body has a bit of a different story. And so I've had to slow down and really, and not that I wasn't slower last week, because I was, but even then, you know, I was taking care of the family. I was navigating the grocery situation, you know, like all these little things that I could distract myself and not have to go inward deeply enough to really see where I am. And that's a little bit of what I was exploring today. So today I've done a lot more meditation a lot more, like even five minutes in between my work, a lot more clear focus, going outside and looking at nature, like really using the tools that I have to start to integrate, you know, 
my great response on the outside with my body and my inner response on the inside and start to kind of bring those closer together. So if I'm feeling that way, I imagine that a lot of other people are navigating that and maybe the pattern looks very different for you, but I think it's something we all should kind of be contemplating and looking at because I know that I want to be relaxed, right, through any situation and that my body is telling me that's not actually where I'm at. And so, you know, it's good to become more aware of that and recognize it. Yes. And you know, the gift in that is that when there is a pattern disrupted, that there is an opportunity for change and for self-compassionate inquiry, Mm -hmm. which is exactly what you just described. So this is a moment for us because I did the same thing. Like you and I, we met in that. I mean, we were single mamas surviving, doing it all. We're like, we're going to create our own business together. We're going to live together. You know, we are just doing it all. Like you and I have that. And we step into leadership positions really quickly. Like what needs to be done? Like we're, we're, we'll do it. And so I noticed myself doing all of that exactly as I always do. But this time there was that inquiry of, wow, this could be done differently. Like this Mm. is such a pattern disruptor that I'm going to stop for a moment and ask myself, why, why does this pattern disruptor have to be so big? What is it needing me to become more mindful of in order to shift? Because it's not just showing up for me. It's showing up for the entire world that Mm. everyone's patterns are completely disrupted. You cannot get up and start your day and drop your kids off and go to work and do all the things that we just do robotically and habitually all of a sudden. Yeah. And in psychology, we know that when we get flipped on our heads, when there is disruption like that, when there's shock to the physical body and the psyche, we have an opening there. I mean, that's the roomy quote, right? That's like where there is a wound, the light will enter. I love that. And I think, you know, this really is such a, I mean, it's like, okay, so on one hand, obviously we can talk about all the challenges and all the ways to navigate this. And I'm not, I don't want to talk about this today. But on the other hand, I think it's really interesting if we step back and look at the opportunities that are here in so many realms, in so many ways. And I think it's forcing us to wake up to where we are, right? Like I was, I mean, this is, you know, not funny and yet kind of funny. I was thinking about like the marriages that survived this time period, (laughs) like they're going to be stronger than ever. Like the... You know, because we're so used to like not having to be around each other 24-7, right? Like having the kids at school so everybody can go to their corners and do their work or do their thing and like not have to, you know, deal with it all. But the triggers that are here now, the opportunity for all these triggers, right? Because everyone is reacting on some level, no matter how good they are. And so there's just this like grand opportunity from triggers, triggers from our husband, triggers from our kids, triggers from being in a closed space and we can't leave triggers from scarcity triggers from security trigger I mean like it is like the land of triggers and it's so cool in a way I mean it doesn't feel that way but if you step back and you look at the opportunity to wake up 
to where we are in ourselves and to see what has actually been working and what actually hasn't been working, but we've just been stuck in that same pattern over and over again. And it is a real opportunity for change. Exactly. And I read a piece the other day where this gentleman was kind of outlining that, that in this kind of environment, when change is happening this quickly, we're able to evolve things that even laws are being, hopefully, you know, we want the good laws passing because it can also be the other side, but laws are being passed or things are being moved along more quickly than they normally would. And that can also happen to us. It can happen to us on an individual level that we can move our consciousness along. We can break out of patterns and habits that we've been stuck in a long time because the world around us has changed so drastically. It's not just, oh, I'm going to get up today and do a daily practice of yoga. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to do that. Now, for me, now I'm more committed to my yoga mat because it's the only thing that I can do to keep me in this body and to keep me grounded where I'm not just like, ah, in, you know, in the rafters. And I think that this is where coming, circling back to kind of where we started in this conversation or kind of where I wanted to go with my suggestions for people is to, to be careful, be mindful of where some of this frantic energy yes. is going because that turning to zoom constantly to doing everything you can now virtual because you have this fear that you're going to miss out or you're, um, you have so many choices and you don't know what to do. So you're just going to do them all. You know, that kind of frenetic energy is very disorienting, first of all, for the nervous system. And then it's also a pattern of distraction so that you don't feel what's percolating. Yes. You don't notice that core pattern emerging. Yes. If you're so plugged in, which there is that option right now. I mean, I'm being, you know, it's seducing me. I'm like, oh my God, I can do even all of this stuff online. This is so cool. Yeah. Um, but I need to unplug and I need to go hug the tree in my backyard. <laughs> and I've, I've just got to feel the earth and my feet and put my hands in some plants, you know? Yeah. Yeah, like 100%. And I think, you know, there's like so many layers of it as well, right? So because, you know, what we're really addressing in particular is the fact that a lot of people are just trying to take the life they had before and bring it online, right? And make it virtual. And like, you know, just just switch it up. Like, you know, as if we can, as if anything is normal now, as if anything is the way it was. Instead of looking for the opportunity to recreate our lives, our families, our work, we're more like just trying to like keep creating the same thing we've had. And it, it is a different reality. And so, you know, even just looking at it energetically, the days that I'm on the computer, the longer I'm on the computer, the more energetically drained I am. Getting off the computer, the more days where I have less computer time, the more energy I have. So if you think people who are just trying to transition their whole days into the virtual plane, into being online, on their phones, connected all the time virtually, you have to look at just on an energetic level how much of their body is being drained. And so, and then you have to look at the information overload because, you know, I mean, and I'm seeing it like last week, choosing to not be out there. Like I did one podcast last week and I did one sort of client Facebook live. That was all I did. And the whole thing is, is that 
watching all these other people like frantically daily like I'm getting I'm getting like so many notifications every day of the same person going live every day notification after notification after notification and I'm thinking oh my gosh you know if I'm just getting like 10 people notified in one day they're going live every single day these are just a few people that I'm obviously connected to, much less who all is going live or who all is out there giving information. And then every day I'm getting emails from every single like company I've ever, you know, bought anything from, any service I subscribe to. I mean, like emails daily of like, here's what we're doing for COVID. Oh, hey, we're having a, you know, we're having a webinar. We're having, oh, this person will tell you what to do. And every single famous person is out there going like, here, we're going to have a webinar. We're going to have an event. We're going to have church. We're going to have like, like, oh, and then people are passing inspirational stuff. And then they're also passing fear stuff. And they're like, oh my gosh, you guys, like it is information overload. And we already have so much information in our body that needs to be addressed, much less taking in more. And so I think, you know, this is where we have to really assess what are we receiving? What do we deliberately want to be a part of? And can we slow down and get back into our bodies so that we even know what we actually need? Yes, yes. And I have some practical thoughts on that because I was asking myself, you know, how can I be curating what I want to receive and then being able to just kind of step away when I need to. And first of all, you know, us having conversations about the value of unplugging isn't new. We've been talking for a long time, ever since technology um, has gotten more and more advanced. We know that we need to turn off our phones. We need to turn off our computers. It's challenging right now because people are even more afraid if they turn away from those places, then they are not going to get the information. They won't get the news. Something's going to happen and they're not going to know about it. So there's even more of this attachment to our devices. So one practical piece of advice I have is that even if it's for an eight hour at night while you're sleeping, make sure you've turned things off, take them out of your bedroom. Do not sleep with things on around you for just eight hours. Turn off your Bluetooth, turn off things, give your body a break. And even better, 24 hours, like a night and a day where you just tell everyone, hey, I'm going off if, and then you have like, tell your partner or something, if something's really big, you know, let me know, but I'm going to not track news. I just need a break. And I did that the other day by just going offline. I told my business partner, Iris, with women who co-work. And I said, I can't join you on the Facebook group thing that we were going to do. I'm just going to go off. And I took my kids to a secluded Texas park. Luckily in Texas, there's tons of places you can go right now and just be in wilderness by yourself. And I took the kids and we got um, in the water and walked in the sand and had a picnic out in the beautiful sunshine. And I felt so much better. Like the next day I was ready to come back in and be able to help others. So practically unplug as long as you can. And then the other thing is if you are gonna be online, I had this idea and I don't know if it'll work for everyone. You can tell me what you think, Sonia, but um, there's so much new content. Like you said, everything that you've ever um, purchased, but if you really want some virtual support right now, you might start with the people that you've already pre-screened. If these people are in your inbox, if you have subscribed to their content, you've already given them some of your time. You've already said, I'm interested in what you have to say. 
So if you're looking for support, don't go look on Facebook or don't go look in social media. Go to your inbox, put in search like yoga and see who are your yoga studios that you love, that you already subscribe. And most likely they're your neighborhood yoga studio. Sign up for their virtual classes, you know, or if it's the coach that you've been working with for a long time, sign up for what she, it's not time. You don't have to go shop everyone else. Sign up for what she's got. If you've been seeing a therapist, guess what? We all see each other. We see you online or by phone. So reach out to the people that are already in your support box that are already in your inbox. Like those are the people you can actually start with and see if you're getting your needs met. And then maybe the next week you could go and make that wider. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, look, I love it. I mean, both obviously, like I practice the, you know, every night we put all of our electronics into the office, we unplug the Wi-Fi, and we basically have like a no no computer zone from the time we go to bed until, you know, the morning. And so that I think just energetically shifts things. And we always have the Sunday no tech day. And it has been harder the last few weeks because I just want to like get into the news and is there anything new and what do we need to know and what's closed down again and, you know, all of that. But we've been conscious and deliberate and keeping that turned off. And it does take hours to slow your body down to, to like – eventually you do forget about it. Eventually you stop trying to get the news. Like, but it does take a few hours for that attention to dwindle. But it's so worth it because you, I mean, there's, we've had days over the last week where we forgot that we're even in the situation. Like we literally just forgot that that we couldn't just run to the store or go to our favorite coffee shop or, you know, that we had to stay at home. Like we just, it was just like normal. It was completely normal and beautiful and a great day. Like we really have experienced that. And I think that's because we shut everything down. We deliberately created time together. And so there is, that is such a great idea, I think. And I'm a proponent for all of that. And I think like you said, I think that we have to step back and look at what we really need, right? Because this is where I feel like people, we're being pulled, right? And I know because I'm being pulled and I've got pretty good attention muscles. Like (laughs) I can choose where I put my attention, but I can feel the pull all around me. And so I think we've got to deliberately decide what do we need in terms of information? Like, okay, cool. Do you have a few sites that you really like to get coronavirus information? Awesome. Keep those in your favorites. Keep those in a place that you can check on those. But just those few things, right? Those two places that you might go to get good updated information so that you're not just checking out every news article that comes, which is thousands, right? And then if you need support for your business, yes, like I'm going to say, I would highly recommend an individual one-on-one coach at this point because what a lot of people are offering is cookie cutter tactics and ways to pivot that can't possibly serve individuals. And right now we're at a place where you cannot use a cookie cutter tactic. You have very individual needs. So, you know, like I've had to ask every single one of my clients, I've got 27 clients I'm working one-on-one with at the moment, and every single one of them needs a different solution because every one of them has different financial situations. They have different target markets. They have different ways in which their target market is responding to the times right now. And so I think more than ever, if you were going to get support for your business to keep it thriving, you need someone who can individually give you attention. A webinar is not going to give you what you need to be able to ride out through this. So 
You know, if you're seeking someone, that's something good to look for specifically. If you're seeking out a networking group or a way to stay social, right? There's a lot of really interesting things popping up in terms of social connection. I've seen, you know, networking groups that I'm in do virtual networking or co-working do virtual co-working. So there's all this like really innovative stuff. So if you're looking for that specifically, determine what works for you. Do you want a night? Do you want a daytime? Do you already have a networking community that you love? And then I would say, like you were saying, Laura, like start locally for services that might be going virtually because the more we support our local communities that are really, really struggling right now, the better. So if you have a local yoga, if you... If you have, you know, a local coffee shop, you know, order their coffee beans, you know, even if you can't go and pick up a coffee. So there's all these ways in which we can support people. But I think we've got to be more deliberate. And that's the key. It's not about having to subscribe to my recommendations, but it is about stepping back to say, what do I need right now? And what can I let go of in terms of time and energy? And I don't have to be on every webinar or hear every piece of information. What would best serve me in moving forward? And I think that will really shift the way that we're looking at things for ourselves and minimize the information overload. Yes. And I just want to underline what am I needing right now might not be found online. Yes. What you might be needing is some solitude, is some time with your wise self to just breathe and just to be. And for me too, with my kids home and um, my partner home more, I need more alone time to just step away from all of the information and listen to my own wise voice. That's going to be really important. That goes back to what I said before. We are being given an opportunity to shift our thinking, shift our behavior, shift our energetic being. And the more we listen deeply to that and not what other people are trying to push through, right? It's like we need that connection, but we've got to hear ourselves. And if you aren't able to hear your own intuitive self, my recommendation is that you spend more and more time in that space. And then when your intuition is feeling really strong, then you also know you can go out and be engaged and be in virtual platforms and get information because you've kind of, you have yourself, you're solid. And then you come and get all the information and then you feel that depletion you pause. Hey, virtual community. I'll be right back. You know, BRB and I'll see you. I'm going to go into nature and I'm going to unplug. Yeah. It's so good. And I feel like this is a real transition that we need to make in general. Like, you know, I see so many people keep looking for information and other people's expertise to solve all their problems. And I'm not saying that those of us who've been in, you know, in our fields for a long time don't have valuable information or valuable structures or valuable programs. But I know for myself, if my clients aren't willing to feel themselves, if they're not willing to go inside themselves and really determine what they need and where they're at, where their motivation is at, what they want, like nothing that I give them is going to serve them because they need that first. So, you know, this is why we say this. It's not because, you know, we we don't know what we're talking about or because it's it's like all these people are out there. And, and I guess what I see is that a lot of people 
are really coming from a giving place. Like they want to give you information because they want to help you. They see all these people and they want to help. And I really appreciate that intention. But I think what they're not recognizing is that if people can't hear their own voice, if they can't stop and integrate some of the feelings they have, no amount of information is going to serve them. And so I think this is what we're talking about. And then when you're centered and then when you're a little bit more calm, when you've maybe cried a bit, but when you've gotten through some of the emotional components of this, you know, then seek out the people who can help you. Seek out the support. Seek out the wisdom. But I think that we've got to turn it around and it has to be that centered and internal wise voice first. And then we look at who can help us hear ourselves more in a lot of ways, right? Like, because that's really what it has to be. Exactly. Source yourself and then look for others that encourage you to continue to source from yourself. Yes. I love that. Yes. So good. Support. Yeah. And I think that that's what is really, you know, for you and I, Sonia, that is the work that we're going to be doing over this time. I mean, helping people be in their bodies. And I've heard some of my own mentors say that, um, especially my more spiritual, energetic um, workers, they say, you know, if you're in your body at this time on the planet, there's something you're here to do. And being in your body and learning to care for this temple is a first priority. Yep. Because you're here to do the work and trusting that you're going to have what you need. Take that time. I think that taking time for myself is trusting in the unfolding of things, knowing that everything will show up when it needs to show up. I will have the information that I need to have, and I will have the energy that I'm going to need to have to see it all through. Yes. That's, I love that point. I think it's such a great place to end as well. But just to, to, you know, to say that is that it is that trusting. And I think when we don't trust the unfolding and we don't trust that everything's going to be taken care of and everything's going to be okay, that's when we stop listening to ourselves. That's when we push. That's when we just try to get busy and just do everything because we got to make it all happen. And yeah, it's not effective and it's not in care of ourselves and it's not in care of the world because there is a huge difference in the leaders that you see are coming from a place of groundedness versus coming from a place of frenetic energy. Like that's what we have to look at. I mean, frenetic energy begets frenetic energy. Like that's the way it goes. Calm energy supports calm energy. And so I think we've got to look at, you know, where are we coming from and what are we creating and also what do we want to receive? Um, So, you know, we're going to continue, Laura and I, to discuss the topics that are very relevant to this challenging time for however long we're in it. So, you know, please join our Facebook group, chat with us in terms of, you know, any support you need. We're here. We're happy to answer any questions as we go through it. And we really appreciate you all listening. So we will see you next week. Are you looking for a supportive community of women business owners? Come join us in our free Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. We have honest conversations about how to grow your service business, conduct live Q&As, and support each other as we navigate the world of being a woman in business. You can find us at facebook.com backslash groups backslash women in the business arena.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at soniastatman.com. See you next week.